0: You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth.
1: I'm Andy Bates.
0: Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for your support of The Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu.
1: Live Uncommon.
0: So, we're continuing in our series on hobbies. These have been super fun to just uh, listen to people's stories and dig into why they enjoy doing all of these fun things. Uh, This has been such a nice diversion from the usual news lately. Uh, And today we get to talk about crocheting, which maybe something that people have tried and I have done several scarves because it's like the easiest thing you could do with crocheting but we have an expert on with us to talk more about this Christy Stell a mom of four and an avid crocheter thanks so much for joining us on the coffee hour today thanks for having me so how did your interest in crocheting begin
2: you know it wasn't something that I ever went after myself um I went to college at uh Concordia University in Nebraska and one of my friends and I got an apartment together and one morning she was crocheting and I just thought wow you know that looks kind of fun and she said well I'll teach you how to do it I love to teach people how to crochet and so she started teaching me and um that's you know just something that we would sit and do together we Um, worked evenings together at a restaurant. And so we would work in the mornings and crochet with each other and just hang out. And I just never, I stopped for a little while, but um, when I started having kids, then it became a lot more fun because, you know, crocheting little tiny things is is always fun and babies look cute and everything. So (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's really how I got started. Just two girlfriends sitting around together and decided I wanted to try it.
1: So it starts with a roommate. It starts with this this uh, this dangerous behavior that followed me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why do you why do you love crocheting? It sounds like it's really become a part of uh, your life on a regular basis. Why do you love crocheting?
2: It, it really has become a part of my life on a mostly daily basis. Um, you know, one of the main reasons I like it is because I do enjoy um, getting together with friends and doing it. Um, one, you know, I have a couple friends. One of them comes to visit me every week or every summer from Nebraska, and she and her family spend a week here, and, and we spend most of our time sitting on the couch or out around the campfire crocheting together. Um, And it's just, you know, it's a really fun hobby to do together. We share patterns and that kind of thing. But I think the other thing that is um, really key for me is that I have a son with us. It's a pretty severe form of epilepsy Mm -hmm. and crocheting is really, really relaxing to me. And so especially on the days that he's having quite a few seizures or just other issues that come along with his, uh, with his epilepsy. There's a lot of days that I need to just sit with him and, and sit and comfort him. And it can be really stressful, but it can also be a little bit um, Mm. trying to just sit all day. And this Mm kind of gives me something to keep my hands busy, keep my mind occupied. And so it's, it's definitely, relaxing to me to sit and do it um and have something to show for it at the end of the day
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely it can be a, a a nice thing to just uh keep your hands busy and and to make uh to to make something then and you get to use yarn and colors and <laughs> and uh and maybe follow a pattern or maybe not uh one thing that uh I don't know when I was starting or when when you talk about crocheting to people a lot of times uh they 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 ask whether it's knitting or crocheting and whether that's the same thing but those aren't the same thing right
2: no uh, with
0: crocheting you just use
2: uh one a lot of people call them sticks um but (laughs) one crochet hook with the little hook on the end and with knitting it's uh the two needles um very large needles sometimes with the, the stoppers on the ends I've attempted a little bit of knitting but um I think I tried a scarf and I had to tear it out like four or five times and and then I gave up (laughs) so it was just I know I can work with one with one stick I can't work with two
0: (laughs) I think that's a common story among a lot of people that they're uh, they are actually two very different skill sets Uh, a lot of my knitter friends are not good at crocheting and a lot of my crocheting friends are not good at knitting it's 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 a very it's a different thing
2: (laughs) it is and and it's kind of surprising how when once you've picked your side you just don't necessarily (laughs) always want to go over to the other side you've you've picked the one that works for you and and you're satisfied with that
0: (laughs) so tell us uh tell us a little bit more about actually the uh the the art of crocheting the intricacies what uh how you actually used your crochet hooks and and the yarn to to make something
2: Oh, uh, well, essentially, I guess crochet is, I mean, they, they describe it as it's just tying knots and you're basically just, you know, coming up with different ways to tie knots and, um, and if you tie enough of them, you end up with a product at the end. Um, I have taught, I've taught my two older daughters how to crochet, uh, when they were eight and nine, um. I've taught some of my younger cousins. I have attempted to teach one of my friends and she just said, Oh, this is too stressful. I can't do it. I can't do it. And, you know, she teased me because she said, you said this would be relaxing and said, well, it will be once you, you know, once you get a, get the hang of it. Um, But, you know, I, when I'm looking to learn and, and after my, had taught me and I had taken some time off from it and didn't do it for a few years and then I wanted to figure out how to make stuff for my oldest uh, daughter I got on YouTube and that is really you can find so many tutorials for, for beginners and for um, more advanced stitches um, and they're really you know the ones who are on there to teach beginners how to crochet they go nice and slow and they show their steps over and over again and explain what they're doing. And that's really really nice. Even I mean, I still get on and learn new stitches all the time on YouTube.
1: <laughs> so if it's just about making knots, like I can do that. I can make knots out of anything. But I You
2: can <laughs>
1: I, I gather it's probably a little more uh a little more eloquent than, than just making knots. Cause I, I I've got all kinds of knots and <laughs> So you mentioned using YouTube to help you learn new skills. Uh, yes. are there other ways that you've, you've gone about learning new skills, um, either books or, or friends or other people that have taught you new skills?
2: Yes. I, um, I do, you know, get books, um, from the library sometimes, or, um, people will give me crochet books as gifts. Um, and then I find a lot of patterns on Pinterest and um, I'll print those off and, and they kind of look scary at first um, because everything is written in code. Uh-huh. So they talk <laughs> about, you know, chain five and then do, you know, five SC, which is single crochet across your piece and then chain two and and it just kind of looks like Well, like Greek or Hebrew, I would guess, for some of our (laughs) sem students. Um, And and so watching the YouTube videos or having a book that shows you the step-by-step instructions on how to make each stitch um, really helps you translate those fairly easily once you get the hang of it. Um, You know, there's a lot of, you wrap the yarn around the hook and you put it through one of your stitches and grab more yarn and pull it through and it's just different combinations of how many times you do that and how many times you wrap your yarn around your
0: hook <laughs> I think I, I had to learn a, a new stitch oh, I was like a, a loop thingamabobber I don't <laughs> even remember what it was I don't know how many times I watched that YouTube video and I, I think it finally stuck but yeah YouTube is is uh, quite the quite a good resource, uh, and and the, <laughs> the the directions in another language is very true. It looks like gibberish the first time you you read it, and it's good to have a friend or a book to <laughs> explain that. <laughs> yeah, do, it, it is. <laughs> what do you what do you find is maybe uh, the easiest way to get started if someone wants to dive in and doesn't really know where to start? You know, I think going to
2: your local craft store. I, my favorite yarns come from Hobby Lobby. Um, but Walmart has, you know, Walmart has yarn too. And they have the crochet hooks there. And they have little beginner books as well that you can um, pick up. And, you know, I feel like the best way for people to start is to just go grab your stuff and go sit down and just decide you're going to do it. And it might take you a few days or it might take you a few weeks. Um I think that a lot of people make the mistake of maybe trying to get um, to start with too intricate of a pattern. And that's really, that's, you know, start simple, start with a washcloth, (laughs) you know, start, (laughs) don't start with a big blanket because you will be, you'll be tired of it and feel like you've messed everything up right off the bat. But I think the best way to start is to get, um, all of the yarn skeins have a, yarn size written on them and a recommended hook size. And like Hobby Lobby's I Love This Yarn. Um, it's one of my go-to yarns. And, and that's the actual name of the, <laughs> of the label on the yarn is called I Love This Yarn. Um, Clever. <laughs> yeah, it is. So I get one of those and I get like um, an I or a J sized hook and I think those are good sizes to start learning with because if you start to with a hook that's too small, you're not going to be able to see your stitches very well. You're not going to know where to insert your hook. You're not going to be able to tell what you've already done. Um, so I think starting with a bigger sized hook is Really, a smart move for beginners to make. Um, it makes it's easier to handle. Your hands cramp less because you do get sore hands when you're learning, um, and and you can see your work a lot easier to know what you've done and where you need to go next.
1: So, hooks hook sizes go by letters. Yarn sizes go by numbers.
2: <laughs> hook sizes have. <laughs> They have a letter on them and they have a number on them. Um, and the labels will say either hook size J or number uh, and I don't even know what J is because I always <laughs> just go by the letters. And one of my friends always goes by the numbers, but it will say like 5.00 mm on it. And that's the number, but the label will say the letter and the number of what size hook you would work best with that size yarn.
1: I see. So it's like metric version. version. (laughs) Got it. Very good. I am I'm intrigued. I've never crocheted before, but uh, my my grandmother and other relatives have crocheted before. So now I'm intrigued by this and want to learn more. We're going to do that when we come back in the next segment. We're going to learn more from Christy about uh, her hobby of crocheting in this fun series. I'm learning so much. Are you, Sarah? I am. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
0: I'm Sarah Golseth.
1: You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, To make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that. To live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu.
0: Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golset. I'm Andy Bates. We're talking with Christy Stell about crocheting in our hobby series. Maybe this is inspiring you to try a new hobby, or if you have an unfinished crocheting project like I do sitting on my dresser, uh, maybe it'll inspire you to uh, pick it back up and finish it while we have maybe a little extra time during, during this season of uh, coronavirus and staying at home. <laughs> so before we went to the break, we were talking about uh, some of the easiest ways to get started. So Christine, now I'm curious if you have uh, more tips for newbies. Um, well, I would say
2: that um, again, I think my biggest tip and this is where I made my newbie mistake was I didn't start with something small. I started, I decided I was going to make a blanket and Mm -hmm. (laughs) that just, I, my hands got sore and it was taking me forever and ever and ever. And I just, I I didn't think I thought this is something I'm never going to enjoy doing because it's never ending and it looks ridiculous and <laughs> and it was, you know, my edges were all wavy and my tension was all off and so some areas the blanket was really loose and some areas it was really tightly stitched. Um so I think that, you know, starting with something small Um, where you just do the same repetitive stitch over and over again is a good place to start. Um, a washcloth is, you know, that's still my go-to if I'm tired of working on a big project and I'm like, Oh, I just need to finish something. I don't even care what it is. I just need to finish something. I'll just start and make a washcloth. And, and it takes, you know, it takes me an hour or so to make a washcloth right now because, um, I've been doing it for so long, but you know, a washcloth is a great place to start. Um, Get some cotton yarn from one of the craft stores or Walmart. Um, I mentioned before that my favorite acrylic yarn, um, which is very durable and will hold up for anything, is I Love This Yarn from Hobby Lobby. And my favorite cotton is called I Love This Cotton. And it's also at Hobby Lobby. but it's super soft, and uh, it will make a great little washcloth. You can get two or three washcloths out of one skein of I Love This Cotton. Um, there are some other cottons out there that are available. Walmart has some that are actually a little bit thicker than the cotton at Hobby Lobby. Um, but it's a little bit rougher textured, and so it can, um, it can be a little bit more uh, finicky to use. Um, and so for a newbie... It might make your hands hurt a little bit more if you if you try some of those thicker cottons, but um, a washcloth is a really good place to start. A scarf because it is the same. Um, you know, the same stitch over and over again. Mm-hmm. You can get halfway done with it and be like, you know, I think I've got this figured out. It's just going to be a kid's scarf. I'm ready to move on to something else. <laughs> uh-huh. And, you know, it doesn't have to be that long. <laughs> or, oh, you know, this will look cute on my dog. And and then that's, you know, you just do it like that. And then But once you figure out, oh, I've got this stitch down, I want to try a different stitch, you kind of um, start to realize that, I'm, oh, I'm just doing the same motions over and over again, no matter what size the stitch is, and and you get more confident as you go, Um, and and then, you know, it's not quite so intimidating to take on a bigger project, Um, and the nice thing about crochet, and this is where my biggest issue with knitting was, when I was trying to knit, if I made a mistake, I couldn't figure out how To correct it, I couldn't figure out how to get that yarn back on those needles and and I just ended up with a big what looked like a pantyhose run down the center of what I was trying to make, Mm -hmm. but with crochet. You can start ripping out what you've done Um, it's a cute little thing that we call frogging. uh, (laughs) Because as you pull the yarn out your hand makes a hop like hopping motion like a frog when it jumps. <laughs> so <laughs> as you're ripping out your stitches, as you're frogging, those loops pop up and you always have a loop right there to go into, put your crochet hook back into that loop that's standing up on your on your piece of work and you can just keep, keep on going. If you missed a stitch, you just frog back to that area and you just keep on going. If you got too many stitches, you just frog them out and And then you can keep right back, you know, keep going again. Um, So to me, that was, it was a lot easier to correct mistakes with crochet than with knitting. And, you know, when you think about a cute frog pulling out your yarn by jumping away, you know, by (laughs) grabbing it and jumping. And then, you know, it's not so miserable. (laughs) You have to tear out all this work you just did.
1: (laughs) All right. So what has been your most memorable mistake
2: Oh, well, one of my friends, um, asked me to make a graph for her grandson. And a graph is where you take your stitches and you change your yarns all the time to make an actual picture in your yarn Whoa. or in your blanket. And well, in this case, it was a blanket. And so my friend asked me if I would make her grandson a blanket that had two of the minions on it, like the little yellow guys, because our grandson loved these things. And I thought, oh yeah, sure. You know, when I got all my yarn and I got my chocolate and put on a good movie and and I printed out my my graph that I had created and I had no idea how long it was going to take me to do this thing. I thought, oh, they're mostly yellow. Oh, the background's all one color. It's not going to take me that long it took me, it took me a lot longer than I thought it was going to. (laughs) And I had posted it at one time I had, I had done a Etsy shop with crochet and I had posted it on there thinking, you know, Oh, maybe somebody will be interested in this. And I priced it really high because I didn't necessarily want anybody to want it, but if they were going to pay me (laughs) enough for it, I would do it. And like a month or month to six weeks before Christmas three people ordered it (laughs) and so I ended up up until midnight many many nights getting these three blankets finished and sent out to be Christmas gifts for somebody and then I took the listing down because I was (laughs) I was done with minions but um that was probably my biggest mistake I don't know if it's a crochet mistake or just a business mistake um (laughs) But I did, uh, I did get pretty good at making those little minions there for a while. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How have you been able to use this hobby of yours to serve others? You've talked about uh, making things for other people. How have you been able to use this in service to others?
2: Well, one of my favorite things to make is baptism gowns. And <sighs> I am lucky enough to have, on my mom's side, I have thirty first cousins And we are all having kids right now. And so I've been able to, I've made some baby blankets, baptism blankets for my cousins, babies and stuff. Um, I do um, crochet scarves and hats and stuffed animals and donate them to police departments for them to keep, to, you know, give to uh, somebody that's having a hard time or when cops encounter kids, you know, it's usually in a pretty scary situation Um, So I have given them little crocheted stuffed animals to give to these kids just to help them have a little friend during that stressful time. Um, I mentioned before that my son has epilepsy and uh, we are about to get, in three weeks, we are getting a service dog for him. Mm. And so I've been crocheting washcloths to donate to the service dog company. But I think the most... um, the, the thing that I've been doing that has produced the most results is um, three years ago, a friend of mine at church said, Hey, we are thinking about getting together a crochet group at church and we want to make prayer shawls for people. Would you be interested? And I said, Oh, yeah, sure. You know, let me know when it's going to start and, and I'll do that. So our group meets once a month. Well, We have a morning group and an afternoon group, and some people manage to make it to both. But um, we meet on the second Thursday of every month, either in the morning or the evening. We have about 15 women that come regularly or have come off and on. And we started in 2017, and to date, we met last night. We have given out 596 prayer shawls to people. Wow. Um, And we give these, you know, we have a whole a whole stash of them in our pastor's office. Um, and they take them out when they go on homebound calls or visiting people in the hospital. Um, anytime there's a death in our congregation, we make sure that the family members get a few shawls. Um, and you know, we've, we've had periods of time where we have entirely too many. Um, And so we're sitting there and we're trying to think of, well, where can we donate these to? Who needs one right now? Um, So last, oh, it's probably, well, it was before Corona. So last fall, probably (laughs) um, we took a stack of 15 or 16 to our dialysis center in town because they always keep those places really cold and they handed them out there to all of the patients who get dialysis there Um, we have a little um, pro-life counseling center in town and we've taken baby blankets and small um, prayer shawls over there for the moms and the babies Um, and just you know anytime we hear of anybody in our area that even if they're not in our congregation, you know, there's a car wreck and somebody is killed. We will take a prayer shawl or two over to the funeral home and, you know, ask them, please give this to the family. And our prayer shawls all have a little note in them just saying that, you know, we have, that the members of our church and our Emmanuel Lutheran Church prayer shawl group um, were thinking about them and had, had prayed for the comfort of whoever would receive the prayer shawl. And, um, and, you know, we've gotten so many thank you cards. And um, we've seen pictures of people who, you know, are have cancer and that kind of stuff. And, and their family members will post pictures on Facebook, um, just letting other people know how they're doing. And we'll see our prayer shawls, you know, wrapped around their shoulders or hanging on the back of their chair or something. So we know that it's um, definitely impacting our community.
0: What so. a great way! <laughs> what a great way to be able to use something that you enjoy doing to uh, to share some of to share God's love with people and and to uh, encourage them in in the Word. Uh, we are all out of time, Christy. Thanks so okay. much for <laughs> joining us to talk about your hobby of crocheting. You're welcome. I had fun doing it. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth.
1: I'm Andy Bates.